0: Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. It is a new year, so how about a new you? That's right, how about some new clothes from Leon Tailoring? Something ready-made, something custom-made, or something tailor-made. No matter what it is that you're looking for, they can put it together for you at Leon Tailoring. Or maybe your to lose some weight and the clothes don't fit as well as they used to, well, Leon Tailoring can take care of that. Or maybe you gained a couple of pounds over the holiday season, well, Leon Tailoring, they can take care of that too. Notice the pattern here, Leon Tailoring, they can sort of take care of everything. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, say hi to Larry, Kim, and Judy, and tell them Abdul. Leon Taylor in 809 North Delaware and downtown Indianapolis.
1: Well, happy Margarita Day.
0: <laughs> Looking forward to having one shortly. Oh, uh,
1: i well, thinking about it. i thinking about it. I think we've all earned it. Uh, okay, what questions can I answer
0: for you? Uh, do you think you guys will be able to get out of here uh, early?
1: Yeah, I, I would anticipate being able to get out of here by um, uh, March the 8th, which is the Friday before, you know, the um, so that's what, two weeks in a day from today, and, um, you know, we're making progress. I've been having several conversations with the House, as well as our caucus about some of the house priority bills and ours as well and um we don't have a resolution of all of them yet but we are making progress and uh, look forward to uh hopefully getting done by march friday march the 8th is the anti-semitism bill where it is right now out of uh, the way it came out of senate committee do you anticipate that being a contentious issue in these final two weeks with the house well, it's a passionate issue, right? So um, I, I certainly expect it to be a passionate issue. I've, although we've had uh, lots of conversations with about everybody involved or ha- that has an interest in that bill, and uh, I, I also watched the testimony yesterday, and it was uh, it was impassioned and uh, uh, certainly a challenging issue. I guess the first thing I should a- say is, you know, I denounce anti-Semitism in any form, and uh, we, we've watched some with uh, pretty shocking stories around some of our, in particular, on our universities around uh, the nation and uh, uh, to, to see some some things that just really um, are uh, hard to watch frankly and so uh, we want to be helpful in that space uh, but we also there's some concerns about um, uh, that bill as it was originally drafted and so we've been working on those things we want to make sure we give all due respect to First Amendment uh, right of uh, free speech which is vitally important in addition with with regard to that bill uh, you know the language that's that made reference to a working definition from May the 20s, uh, uh made this made the made the 16th 2000 Gosh, I've forgotten the year now. All of a sudden, anyway, anyway, the the the, the working definition you know, made reference to uh, to a specific date. You know, there's some concerns about that because what if that's changed? Is there confusion about whether then have has our definition changed in code? Those sorts of things. So we're trying to just we tried to take out that definition, which I think is strong and it's a strong statement against anti-Semitism, which our caucus and our I think the Senate body wants to make and uh, try and move it forward. And uh, I know not everyone was widely enthusiastic about that change yesterday, but uh, we want to make a strong statement and we think maybe that's it.
0: Do you think the Senate's changes to the EED bill is going to survive the House?
1: We've been in conversations with the House there as well. That conversation is ongoing. Uh, I kind of like those changes. I think it's something that's productive and uh, uh, we're hopeful that uh, we can get something across the finish line that uh, works for uh, Indianapolis as our capital city and uh, uh, for, uh, frankly, all of
0: Indiana. Speaking of the economic development district, did the All-Star game change, any of that sort of dynamics or the opposition to the EDD?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, the, you know, the one thing I can say is I heard—I randomly heard. I roundly heard- that, that weekend was a great weekend. It was uh, Indianapolis putting its best foot forward. Uh, yeah. uh, so I think it's and it's what Indianapolis and Indiana does. We host people really well, and uh, that's uh, that's right in our wheelhouse. And I think they did a nice job. The House hasn't heard your bill on um, public pensions for retirees, the 13th check cola thing. Um, you haven't heard their bill on the 13th check for folks this year. Are the two chambers at a standstill on that issue? Oh, yeah, it's been an issue year over year. Um, we like 12 or 270 because I think it takes care of that issue in a, in a very long-term way. The question is, is there? Um, uh, does it make sense to go ahead and do something this year, which is what the House wants to do? Uh, I think you'll see that issue get calendared next year over here excuse me, next week, not next year, next week, <laughs> uh, yeah, over here. And um, uh, I w- I'm hopeful that uh, uh, they will hear 275 over there. I think in, in my conversations with the, the folks in the House, I think they look at that as a, as a, a uh, positive work. Senator Buchanan has done really nice work on that over the over the summer and through this legislative session. So um, we're hopeful it gets passed, and we'll continue those conversations about uh, the 13th check this year. The Gary lawsuit bill is probably the latest example of like, Legislation that involves pending litigation for you when you decide to you know get that into a committee and and get that through the process, um, how do you make the decision when it's appropriate? Is it a hard and fast rule of we don't touch that, or how do you think about that? It's not a hard and fast rule, as you guys have all watched as we've uh, you know as we've acted over the years. I think that I think the way to answer that is the default is that you don't engage when there's a lawsuit out there, uh, but there are circumstances that may justify engagements um, that kind uh, of moves us off that default setting that we have in particular here you know you've got a case that's been going north of 20 years and uh, uh, you know it's been it's been a frustration and um, so I think that's why there's some interest in engaging in it. Yeah I mean I recall that last year um, you guys assigned a bill involving a DCS lawsuit a family whose child was taken from them and it went to rules and died there so I guess what particular aspects of something may you think oh we should take it up versus like I don't think that's right well it's not it's not a science Um, and that's not really an answer for you I recognize that but uh, in particular that one was you know that's not certainly a bill that wasn't or a lawsuit that wasn't 20 years old it seemed to be actively moving through the and I think there was some value in watching that resolve itself and then we can because sometimes if a case is going to move through a trial court go into appellate court and come out with an answer then we can interpret that answer and decide and maybe more intelligent decide whether we need to craft legislation to answer the question or not. So sometimes it makes sense to let that run its, run its course and uh, then we can make better policy or perhaps after the resolution through appeal, we don't have to make a bill at all.
0: Has your position on 1002 as it was originally drafted changed after um, a lot of the people who supported the bill kind of recanted their support without uh, reference to the examples that included um, Israel as it as it relates to anti-Semitism?
1: I think that was meaningful to members of the committee uh, when they saw the folks be, begin to change their opinion on whether the, the bill had value or not. Uh, uh, but I think over, by and large, we feel like the, the, uh, the statement is very strong. The anti-Semitism statement is very strong and you know, keep in mind I mean the, uh, again the definition uh, that is that that working definition that was used is identical in this bill now we did not change a word of that it's exactly the same uh, we just took around took away some of the some of the dressing around it and so if you like that definition before uh, you need to like it now and uh, we, we, we want to make a strong statement we feel like this is it the house uh, the house took out the appointing authority to the boards of trustees at universities public colleges and universities is the Senate happy with that, or is that wait and see? Well, we recognize when Bill goes over there, it gets changed, and the same thing over here. That's uh, That's probably something we can live with.
0: The Senate, the Senate Tax and Fiscal Policy Committee added an amendment this week about the qualifications for running for Attorney General. What's that? Is that about Todd Verkita? What's that about?
1: Well, I think that uh, um, there's a little bit of concern about um, um, uh, if if you know you don't have a uh, Attorney General is a little bit of a unique issue, right? And uh, you have to have a law license to be to be able to become an Attorney General. And I think on some level, even to be a candidate for Attorney General, depending on where things are, and so uh, it's probably something that has needed to be done years ago, and uh, this is, uh, it has come up this year um, uh, by uh, some, some members of our caucus, and so we've tried to address it.
0: Is that just basically codifying uh, so the so the judicial rules that you have to be a licensed attorney in order to be attorney general? It wasn't a statute anywhere per se. Right. That's largely what we're trying to do.
1: Why well, was the decision made to amend Senate Bill Fifty, the chaplains in schools, into Eleven Thirty Seven, which had pretty much bipartisan support, with Fifty not having quite as much support? Uh, you have to beg my forgiveness. What's Eleven Thirty Seven? So that's the one we would allow um, for outside instruction of religious, uh, like you could go outdoor out of the school to take religious um oh, okay. you know, teaching stuff like that that had pretty good bipartisan support it wasn't something that- so that um uh well i think i i i, I think the reason is uh, I, I i haven't spoken to the author about this but and we usually when that sort of thing happens they didn't see their senate bill 50 moving very quickly or at all over there and so they're trying to find a way to keep the keep the idea alive yeah, right. Simple
0: as that. Any more concern that this may basically turn to like uh, amendment frizzy between now and the end of session? Uh, always,
1: yes. <laughs> right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Ryan.
0: This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.